Hello again, everyone. Oh, I better be quiet. The birds are chirping. It's a beautiful day. <laughs> Might hear a golf ball hit or two. Welcome to Night Court. It is postseason time. The playoffs are set. We are going to preview game one and remind you that we will be with you. A new episode between every game on, uh, on, on the podcast. So uh, make sure you tune in and uh, tune in after each and every game. Uh, I'm Rob Fisher, Brevenite is Longhand. Did I explain that correctly? Yeah, I, I'm I think, off to a bad start. Yeah, I, I yeah, get, have yeah. bad starts for some reason. Well, because you you get you, you always try to think of what the start's going to be instead of just going and just doing, doing it. it. Well, yeah. we, we don't do tapes. We no. don't do second takes. No. We, we start and we go. And yeah. so I think when we start and go, just start and go. Just start when, and go. The birds are going to be chirping. Yeah. You, got, you got background noise. Yeah, so we're good. it's beautiful. And it's playoff time, man. Fired up about it. Oh, I'm excited. Grizzlies released their hype video today. That that always gets me fired up and gets me ready to go. Um, I will be ready by Sunday. Sunday. I, I'm not. I'm not there yet, and probably because we're not working the game Sunday. Yes, and that that's is really one, upsetting. Yes, because really, it's like we really not on until Wednesday. Yeah, and, and so I'm like, how am I going to watch it Sunday? I mean, am I going to be real fan like, or am I going to be sitting there just kind of taking it in like I would if I were working? Because, you know, I don't like being a fan for a game because when I'm a fan for a game, I get really angry and <laughs> and, and really excited. <laughs> both things. It goes, it goes both ways. Yeah. yeah. So, But, but I, I, I think the, the only reason why it's going to be cool to be a fan is I can yell at somebody and, yeah. and it'll be okay. Yeah. So, it's, so I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to enjoy the full fan experience on Sunday. Every interview I've done this week so far, uh, I've been asked the exact same questions. Will the officials be a difference in this series? Well, the one thing that we don't want to do is just in case one of them turn this on, is for them to have a bad... <laughs> we, don't need, we don't need a... Uh, locker room bulletin board material for the officials as they're getting ready for the game. Well, my answer, I think, I, I think I supported the officials, and I like like them, most of them. Well, some of them. <laughs> well, I can tell you this I'm much. Joking, I'm joking. Hold, hold on, listen. I can tell you, I went from not liking any of them. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> to liking the majority of yeah, them right. at this point. Yeah. So, it, it, but you I think can we switch. respect them. For sure, because oh, oh, of the job. I, Screw that. I'd never. I, listen, whoever signs up for this job, you you, I don't want you, that. you sign up to take a beating every, every night. Day. Yeah, it's it's awful. Um, but I, my answer to it was always has been: first of all, the Lakers. LeBron's a superstar. LeBron's going to get superstar calls. That's an, that's natural. Ja gets superstar calls, right? right? So LeBron's going to get some superstar calls. We'll start with that. Two, um, AD makes contact with you and then throws his body all around all the time that he does a I don't know if he's that's his intention but he does a good job of drawing fouls and getting to the free throw line so give the Lakers credit for being able to get to the free throw line but we also know the disparity of Lakers fouls free throws compared to other teams in the league and it's ridiculous how different that is how huge of a gap it is so I said, there's going to be a game that after it's over, we're going to hate the officials, might blame the officials, call them the worst crew they've ever been. Not us personally, but the fans. But that's the nature of things. I mean, normally when you blame somebody for a loss, who do you blame? You blame the officials. So, and, and then with all of this stuff in your mind going into the series, you're going to look at it and go, well, they shot 20 more free throws. Well, Davis shot 15 free throws himself. Well, uh, and so you're going to blame the officials. It's going to happen. 
I don't think they make a difference in the series. The difference is going to be, can the Grizzlies stay out of foul trouble? Dylan's important. Jaron's important, obviously. Those two. Well, and and to that point, the biggest thing is, as as I was going to say, what you said was at the end, which is those guys, first and foremost, got to adjust to what the officiating will be like in the playoffs. It may be a little physical. And hopefully they've experienced it. Right. And you have to know the officials that are officiating the games and how they officiate the games. And so I think for the Grizzlies, you are defeated if you go into the game worrying about are the officials going to dictate an outcome of a game. That's something that everyone else can worry about. But if you're the team, you go in to play your game and you adjust to what the officials are doing within the game. But you don't go in with that mindset. And I, I'm, a, I'm of this thought that if the Grizzlies go out and play their brand of basketball, if there is something that goes wrong with the officiating in some way, shape, or form, it will not go unnoticed or untalked about at all. No, and, and the Grizzlies, they have to because they, they know all these numbers as well. They have to go into the game, and Taylor Jenkins is very good at trying to reel the team back in of moving on to the next play. Coach calls it the next play mentality. You can't let officials get into your head, and with young teams that can happen. But Coach always is very quick to call a timeout and make sure that they discuss that uh, during the timeout. So hopefully that's something that's not going to distract the Grizzlies. I do want to, obviously, we're going to get to all the keys for this series, but sidebar real quick. The show's called Night Court. I can take a sidebar. Listen, yes, you can. Um, when you played as a rookie, how did you? How quickly did you learn the officials? Were you? Did you ask about officials before you had them? What? How? How did you like build? However, kind of relationship you had with them. I didn't have a great relationship with officials because I I could never turn off the chip on my shoulder that mm-hmm. I that I played with. And so it was always there. So it was more confrontational than it probably should. You can start off fine, but if things didn't go right, then the be- it'll get the best of me. And so what I did is exactly what I just said to you before is we didn't worry about it. Mm-hmm. We we Of course, if you're playing with a quick tech ref, then you, you all talk about that in your it, game. It, how long does that take prepper- to understand no, you, who the, are those guys? No, no the, the teams already know. The vets, so remember, they, I had so Sean Kemp. You. Fratello was had been around the game forever. Sean Kemp been in the game. Mm-hmm. Danny Ferry had been around back. So they tell you, hey, Brev, watch out. This, this guy. Yes. Is known that's how for you learn. Whatever. Yeah, Interesting. That's, that's how you learn from the guys that have been there and done it before. Mm-hmm. And so when they when they go they go through and they tell you that, then you know how to approach it. But you don't go into a game worrying about it. Right. I know how do I have to approach it. But that's my thing is my assignment on terms of who I'm guarding, and then for me, what everyone else has to get done in order. I have too many other things to worry about than the officials at that point. I uh, I don't generally get too upset with the officials. During the playoffs, it's, it's hard because you get emotional uh, during the game. Um, and when you're broadcasting the game, obviously you don't want to be unprofessional and, and you understand the job that they're doing. Uh, but there was one game, and I'll share this story. We were in Golden State playing the Warriors. Great story. And when we're playing the Warriors, it, it, it was at old Oracle Arena. The place was amazing. And and I loved watching the Warriors play, except when they played us. And Steph just got into one of those modes, and the Warriors got into one of those modes. They couldn't miss a three. Clay scored like 20 and a quarter. And, I mean, it was was just a game that kept going downhill and wasn't getting better. There was a three-point attempt that was missed. We got the rebound. We were on the verge of making a little bit of a run, and we got the rebound, and they called the foul on the three-point attempt. 
and I was, and it was right in front of me, and I was sitting right next to Brevin and Pete, and I stand up, and I look at Kane Fitzgerald, and I scream, you don't want to review that, because you're going to find out how wrong that was. I remember. And may have added another word in there, too. There was definitely some some more some more words. And I stood up from my seat to go over to the Grizzlies bench, because they were reviewing it, and there was a timeout, so I was going over to see what was going on in the huddle, and I could see out of the corner of my eye, he was staring me down like a laser. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, what did I just do? And I'm sitting next to our PR director, too, and I'm like, what did I just do? And I, <laughs> I could hear you say, it's all right, Kay, he's just... He's upset. It's all good. It's all good. And Kane just kind of walked away. And I was like, oh, my God. Did I just do that? Yeah. So we had Kane on last week. He's great. <laughs> right. Then we have Kane on our show. And not just have him on. It's the first time that they had done yeah. him being live like that and within the game answering questions. It was awesome. Like when the NFL has Mike Pereira doing, you know, in the booth there. We, we had him on the screen. And unfortunately, there were, like, no reviews. So we, we had could, them on we, like a couple times, and, and that was stopped. it. We yeah. we even were gonna just create a review, yeah, <laughs> of some sort, just to get, get them on the TV. Yeah, but but I can tell you this much: I will never ever be an official. Oh heck, no, no chance. Um, all right, back to the series. <laughs> so we talked about the foul situation. The other big stories in this series are um, here, here's my question because we talked about it two weeks ago when we were talking about the end of the season about teams playing to finish strong as opposed to teams playing to maybe be healthy the lakers clearly finished strong playing with a lot of confidence playing and feeling like they're playing their best basketball that scares me a little bit going into this series it does because the other guys have started to figure it out and I think I say that's because the one knock on this team was once you got past LeBron and AD and early on it was Westbrook, it was like, well, what else did they have? They were going to be so reliant on those guys. And then at the All-Star break, they made a number of moves that made them a, a legitimate basketball team. And so with that, then they hit their stride of their star guy comes back in LeBron. AD had picked up the mantle while LeBron was down. If they do it together, then that's what everyone has been waiting to see. So there are, and they have good enough role guys to play well. I just think that the the Grizzly synergy is going to be the deciding factor for them as we go along because they have talent. But the one thing that they do has is at least they have played together. The one downfall is you're missing your starting center and your backup center, which is going to be immense in this series. But I'm still confident that that they're playing together, they're knowing one another, can give them a little bit of an edge. Um, all right, another late, I'm kind of coming from the Lakers, kind of being the what gives Grizzlies problems in this series. AD's a load, um, a handful. But I remember he played two games against, against the Grizzlies this year. Both games, his numbers were phenomenal. But I remember one of the games, Brevin, post-game you said it wasn't impactful. The one game he was impactful as hell. I mean, he he took over the game. But the other game, he put up big numbers, but they weren't impactful. So how do you make him not impactful? You can't allow him to dominate all three facets of the game, which is he can't score big, he can't rebound big, and he also can't be 
a playmaker for them. Doesn't mean it's an assist, but when double teams come, or to start their breaks with his rebounding. Like his rebound outlet means that everyone else can start to leak out one more step. And they would like to play. They got enough guys. They would like to play in the open floor. And they got multiple guys that dribble the ball. Mm-hmm. Him being one of them. So if we if if the Grizzlies don't allow him to be efficient in all three areas, then he's at he his impact may not be as much. Now if he goes large in the other two, it's just it is what it is. You can't let He's another one of those guys that can give you every statistical category. That's why they consider him to be one of the best in the game. He can hurt you in every way. They can't let him hurt them in every way. For the Grizzlies, Ja is a problem. He went large in the two games he played against the Lakers, including a triple-double. Um, who, who stops Ja? See, this is where I think this is where the dilemma comes for the Lakers. The, the best person probably to defend him and knows it best is Jared Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. The problem with that is then now you get small and you're going to have to force LeBron to guard either Tillman, and that means AD has to guard Jaron or LeBron go the other. However you want to you wanna mix and match that, it takes a big guy off of a big to be on the guard. Other than that, I don't know if there's another way for them to even have an opportunity to slow him down. Yeah. I get Dennis Schroeder, fantastic defender. When you are just slow, if you're just dribbling the ball east-west, side-to-side, slow-down game, he is great at timing your dribble and being he has long arms, touches the basketball a lot. But if you can just keep it downhill playing that way, then he's not as effective on the defensive side. And so uh, I, I think I, I said it before, I'm going to keep saying it, who guards Ja? I, we can talk about all the other guys on the other team who the Lakers have, but who's going to stop him? Yeah. Um, Jaron Jackson Jr. needs to stay on the floor. Uh, the big stat on Jaron against the Lakers this year, three games. He had five fouls in all three games. Didn't foul out of any of them, but had five in all three games. He's got to stay on the floor, obvious, obvious, obviously. Uh, are the, are the Maker, Lakers a tough matchup for him? His numbers were good. I mean, 17, I think 17 or 18 points a game, seven rebounds, um, couple or three blocks I believe because he had four in two of the games and then one in the third uh so nine blocks total in three games and then a steal and so I mean his numbers were decent but what we've seen from him in the last couple of weeks where he's averaging 30 points a game and eight rebounds and three blocks and dominating games what how's this matchup fair well it forces them to have to play Anthony Davis on him a lot more than they probably would like to Again, Vanderbilt is the is the is the card for them because he can slide up and down the the lineup and guard whatever position you want. But eventually, when you want the size and strength to match up with Jaron, then it's going to have to be Anthony Davis at, at some point. And I, for Jaron, I think the what we've seen in him as the season has gone along, and then as we got to the end, we've seen that aggressive nature in him on both sides. And so I would expect for him to be just as aggressive and. Hopefully the same way that Anthony Davis draws contact and brings uh, attention to that contact, it could be the same for Jaron on his drives of basket. And if it's with AD guarding him, then maybe you get him in foul trouble. The, the other thing for Jaron is, is the fouls, but it's also he has to be able to play long stretches, mm-hmm. which is you're gonna, he's going to have to play eight to ten minute stretches when he's in the game. And whether that's with one foul, no fouls, and somewhat of foul trouble, they're going to need for him. Can't play four or five minutes and got to keep being on the yo-yo coming in and out. 
when I've been asked about this guy, the first response is I smile. Um, it's playoff time. What Dylan Brooks do you expect? <laughs> as much as you smile, I'm smiling right. It just, just, uh, right? I mean, don't guy, you just feel like it's Dylan time? It's the guy that you want to be in the foxhole with right now. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, it's, it's that time of the year when this is, like, Elliot Perry, I love it. This is nuts and guts time. Yep. Ain't no hiding. Mm-mm. Ain't no running away. It's not going to be on just local TV, so nobody's going to see it. This is every night you're going to be on major network TV. Everybody's watching. Dylan Brooks will be ready to play basketball. I can't wait. Oh, I mean, I, 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 just to see that look in his eye. Mm-hmm. When, they, when we go to start the game and when I'm in the lab, when they're in the lab line and I go to shake his hand, how hard he grabs my hand, the way he look at me in the eye, it, it's, it's going to be – I'm 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 gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn around in game two and be ready to do the open and Petey gonna think, why am I sweating? I'm like, but he got me sweating, Petey. <laughs> he got me sweating. The national ESPN basketball people, sixteen people panel, uh, picked the series. Uh, they picked it nine to seven uh, in favor of the Lakers. Uh, the Lakers are certainly the chic pick in this first round of all the well, Golden State doesn't even see like a chic pick. It just seems like a foregone conclusion, which I. I have find no a little idea weird. why. Um, but uh, th- this is kind of the chic one. And, and the seven people that picked the Grizzlies, six of them picked it in seven games. Uh, one picked it in five games for the Grizzlies. Um, long, long series. I don't know what to even ask you. Long series, short series. I mean, what, what, what kind of, what, what do you expect? Uh, I, I expect a long series. Yeah. Um. And I think I, I, I expect a long series because um, these these guys are the, both these teams, because the Grizzlies don't have Stephen Adams and they don't have Brandon Clark, then it makes it a I think a lot closer series than if they had them than it would be. Mm-hmm. And because the Lakers have zero injuries, I don't know how Schroeder will be. Once the series starts, but because they they don't have any nobody that's out that you know of and won't be playing at all, then I, I could un, I totally understand why people would 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 choose the Lakers over the Grizzlies, but for for us being around this team being shorthanded for years now and people f- picking against them, it's oh, almost love this. this is it's, it's almost like this is better. This is this is the this is almost a comfort. For this organization and this team, because they've just continued to think for the last four years, well, no, they they can't do it. Don't you think these guys probably preferred to get the Lakers? Yeah, I mean, because they like the stage, man. They like the show, and and playing the Lakers is a show in the regular season. It's definitely a show in the postseason. It's kind of like I say for the NCAA tournament for all of those teams who who are West Coast teams where your games come on too late. If you are in a uh, a what they would call as a or a non-power five conference, um, uh, when you get to the tournament, you want to play against the best. The tournament gives you the chance to shine. Mm-hmm. So in the league, in the playoffs, you're you're an ascending franchising team. Then you you want you have to at some point knock off the best. Bring uh, on the Lakers. So this this is this is this organization this team's opportunity. Uh, to really put them 
Uh, and and I think a different play. I don't know if we've beaten beating San Antonio was huge mm-hmm. uh, when we did beat the Clippers in those series. But to be able to beat the Lakers in a series, seven game series, uh, not just a one game play in situation, uh, a seven game series uh, would be would would be big for the organization. Be awesome. Uh, definitely, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'll just tell you, I'm picking the Grizzlies. I'm picking them in five. I don't think the Lakers are any good. I just, I don't. Yeah, I, I, I think the Grizzlies can win their first two home games uh, where they've dominated this season. I think the Grizzlies were much better than the Lakers in the three matchups that they played, even though the Grizzlies went one and two. Um, I've watched the Lakers. I'm not impressed with what the Lakers do. I think they can, and being in L.A. and that whole deal can make you play a little foolish sometimes, like Minnesota did the other night. Uh, and, and you'll drop one there, but I think I think the Grizzlies will win one there. And if they win one there and come back for Game Five up three-one, I think it's over. I, I love your sentiments. Thank you. I, I am I am one hundred percent on board with the Grizzlies win. Cool. I leave it there. Uh, and I'll and I'll tell you, I don't care how many games. Yeah, just go, go Grizzlies. Yeah. See, in my thing, whenever I pick, I kind of have a rule. I, I never pick six games because I think six is just the easy cop out so it's gonna be six you know it's not short it's not long six so i try to never pick six now seven means it goes real long five means it goes real short so so i'm leaning towards short uh here in this in this series all right um give me one x factor too for each team if uh if you got one for the lakers a guy that uh by the end of the series it's he's he's a problem i mean we we we, we've talked about him before and i'll go back to it again it's uh, it's going to be Dennis Schroeder. Uh, yep. he, he has been a thorn in the Grizzlies' side in whatever uniform he has worn. He's a right? good one. Um, it, has, it hasn't changed. And mm-hmm. so uh, with that being said, I, 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 they're going to have to figure out a way to keep him out of the paint. That's the biggest thing. And keep him off the free throw line. As, as much as you talk about LeBron and AD, it, with how much they're able to take contact, he's, he's the same way, and he makes free throws. So – uh, I think he he's one of those guys, and the other one is uh, Austin Reeves, uh, and it's and it's just because he he's like their he's their version of kind of what John Conchar gives us. He's the guard version of Xavier Tillman. Uh, you know those guys that when they they play the game they have there's a level of skill that they have, and I think he's been able to find his skill set mm-hmm. a lot better with these guys and they've accepted him and he shoots more shots. But but he's, he's a guy that's always in the right place. Yeah. Makes the right play. I, I could see him as being the guy that we don't like at the end of the series. 100%. 100 <laughs> And Lakers fans won't like Dylan. They, they already don't. <laughs> uh, here's the thing. Nobody likes Dylan. Yeah, no, except, except for us. us. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, uh, elsewhere in the Western Conference, you have a number one seed, Denver Nuggets. They will be taking on the winner of the play-in, which is uh, uh, Oklahoma City or Minnesota. Does it matter? Uh, I, I, I think Denver gets past either one of them. Yeah. But how about the Oklahoma City team? That was, um, that was I fun. Mean, they're, they're, uh, I sit and watch them play because I, prom- I sit there and I'm just like, Boy, that's, it just brings back the Grizzlies. The, they're kind of like us where they, they, they've gone a little quicker than expected. A lot quicker than expected. And, and add the right pieces and all those draft picks you got. Who knows, right? They've, they've been fun to watch. So that, that that game will be that game will be fun to see. They'll get Rudy Gobert will be back in that one for Minnesota. They'll be at home, and so listen, OKC didn't mind 
When you're young, you know you don't know anything else. So yeah. you go on the road, it doesn't matter. Yeah, so uh, they'll play Denver. Uh, I think Denver will win that. Denver will be fine. Uh, Grizzlies take on the Lakers. We've talked plenty about that, of course. Uh, then you have Sacramento and Golden State. I cannot wait to watch game one on Saturday night uh, at Golden One Center uh, because that place is going to be electric. I, I, electric. It's, it's almost like we need a watch party for that one. It's going to be fun. Like to watch that. When do, do the Knicks play on Saturday, too? Uh, we had I, to, I had to look at. We don't, oh, I don't have it right in front because that Knicks Cavs series is going to be that's good gonna be a fun on one. the East one. But that Sacramento, Golden State, I will not miss one of those games. No, I, I that's will not. Be awesome. Mike Brown knows yeah, the Knicks, war. Knicks Cleveland at five. Golden State sack at seven thirty. Oh my God! Double dip, man. Oh wow! Good little <laughs> double dip. That's 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 a that is a beautiful night of, of basketball yeah. there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> Who do you like in that series? I like Sacramento. You know, I, they remind me a lot of the Grizzlies last year where you went into that first-round series and everybody wanted to kind of think Minnesota. And you're like, why? I mean, they're the number two seed. They're good. They've proven it over the course of an entire season. That place will be electric. Now, my concern is it's going to be too much electricity, too much hype in game one because game one's crucial in this series. You know, Golden State can't win on the road. Now, all of a sudden, if they come in and they win game one, and everybody's picking Golden State. Nobody and, believes in you, and it's a cute story. You're in the playoffs, and now all of a sudden you have to play behind in that whole series. That's going to be hell. We saw it with the Grizzlies last year against Golden State. Well, and the, and the other thing is it almost would really give Golden State just a little oomph in there yeah. that, that nobody else wants to see. No. Like every, I think everyone else in the Western Conference wants to see Sacramento at least push Golden State. You don't want this to be Golden State gets in there and they just knock them out, and now they're just like, oh, they're rolling again. Here we go. We're going to win the title. Clay starts and, talking. And, and then they start making shots again. Mm-hmm. And, and so it, it's uh, you don't want to see that. But the, the thing, it, my worry for Sacramento is they are very reliant on their offense. Scoring. They, they, that scoring is their defense for the most part. Like, they score so well. And against Golden State, that, can't you score a lot? You can, but my worry is if you don't score a lot, what does that do? Like Golden yeah. State to score a lot because they and, do it and, too. And, and the thing is, Golden State also can play a little defense. Like the the problem with them this year, they haven't been well. It made them good while they won championships, where they they were good. They were a really good defensive team. People just zoned in on the offensive side, right. but they were they were a top they were a top ten defensive team every year. And so that then drops off, and so now it made them vulnerable. But if Sacramento's not scoring, then now their defense seems as if it is playing well. Are they just miss? You just, you just hope that the the Kings don't have to have, as you said, a lot of unanswered questions in Game One. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm gonna pick the Kings to win that series. I hope they do. I'm rooting for them. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the Warriors. Yeah, and and know why? It's hard to pick the Kings because you want to see the Grizzlies and the Warriors after the yes. Grizzlies beat the Lakers. I, that yes. would be an unbelievable, uh, greatest yes. run in Grizzlies playoff history of right. teams you're playing. I mean, amazing. Like, could you imagine watching? Like, I, I mean, I, I think the Grizzlies, Kings, and but him too, honestly, I think we got a better chance of beating the Warriors than beating the Kings. Hmm. I think we beat them both. I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm just no talking. Problem. I just make it up. Yeah. Making up something else. But it would just be nice to see the Grizzlies. I would love to see the Grizzlies play the Warriors in the second round. I hope it's a great series. I, ho- I hope the Warriors are at least on the ropes. 
I, Me too. If, if the Warriors win the series, I hope they're on the ropes before they win the series. Yes. And, uh, uh, yeah, but it's good for Sacramento. It's going to be amazing watching that game Saturday night. It'll be awesome. The other West series is the uh, Suns and the Clippers. What do we uh, What do we think of these two teams heading into the playoffs? I, I want to see how the Suns work the others with the Stars. That's that's the big thing for me because they're going to have to figure out how to get the other guys uh, to be able to play at a standard, but not have to carry a load. And so that means the substitution patterns. I thought that was the biggest thing that they missed out on with Kevin Durant being out for so long at the end of the season was, well, what was the substitution pattern going to look like? So Booker plays with some of these other guys and some, and KD plays with some of these guys, and how do we do that? What's that? Um, so I, that could play a, a big a big factor in, in, in that series. Is their depth going to be enough to deal with the Clippers' depth? Pick? I am going to pick the... Phoenix Suns. Mm, man, you were so close to picking uh, the Clippers. I'm uh, taking the Clippers. I'm going. I'm, I'm having fun picks. I'm yeah, going yeah, because that's what I'm trying to I'm just going to pick all underdog. No. But, but it, the, no, it is. That's the parody, I think, in the NBA today. Yeah. In today's NBA, that when you get to these, there's no clear cut. This team is going to win. Uh, Milwaukee will smash either Miami or Chicago. Very much so, except for that. Okay. Uh, number two is Boston, right? Chris Middleton, is he? Is the, did, Have you heard anything I about his? I heard. I don't know. They still going to need him. Yeah. Boston has who? Boston would have uh, who just won the play-in deal? Uh, Atlanta. Boston. Yeah, I, yeah I, just, I, just, I just can't see Atlanta. The East playoffs actually suck. Then you got Philly bit. against Brooklyn. That's what I mean. If, if Philly has any issues with Brooklyn, then Philly's they, got issues. They've got issues. Yeah. And then uh, then you got the good series, Cleveland and the Knicks. I'm ready to see that. That'll be fun. I think I'm like I'm picking Cleveland in that one, and I'm doing it because they're a year older. You know, last year it was all kind of new to them, and now they're a year older, and you got Donovan Mitchell. I where 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 yeah that yeah I, I'm going Cleveland also just but as a sidebar sidebar <laughs> sidebar. <laughs> Where did Evan Mobley come in the defensive player of the year talk? Seriously? Are you Where kidding? the hell did that come from? <coughs> and the numbers are, I mean, if I was Brooke Lopez, I'd be offended. I mean, come on. What, what, what huh? Where'd this come? How about the, what, Draymond Green got a vote? I, I, I literally was sitting by and I'm like, we, we've been talking all year about Brooke Lopez and Jaron. Yeah. And then all of a sudden Evan Mobley got all these votes. I don't know. Stupid. Did you see the guy that didn't vote for Paulo Bancaro? Didn't, he voted him third on the rookie of the year voting. It was a unanimous vote except for one vote. And you voted him third. And he voted him third. He, and, and you're going to tell had, me there's no personal, there's nothing. Walker Kessler first. Come on, bro. You're going to tell me these aren't personal feelings. It, 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 all the only thing is, how, how many people vote for these things? Jalen Williams was second. How many? That's what, that's what and then Paulo Bancaro, and he said it's because he's inefficient. What? 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 We need Ex- different people. I, oh, I just want people to explain the definition of inefficient because it can't be 
field goal percentage. Mm-mm. I mean, because we got some of our great star, great players now shoot 42, 43%. He, he, he made the argument that if Kessler got the same minutes. Don't do me. I don't give a day. Think, the dude averaged not like nine and seven this year. And you want him to be rookie of the year over a guy who averaged over 20? <laughs> Stupid. Stupid. Um, <gasps> all right. What else did I want to tell you? I don't know. I don't know. This is another beautiful day. It's playoff time, man. I'm fired up. I'm, I'm excited about it. I, I'm mad. I walked into the arena today thinking maybe the towels were out already. And I was going to take a take picture a of picture. one. I wasn't going to send it out because they'd get mad at me. But I was going to, like, send it to you. <laughs> I would have been excited. But they weren't out yet, so I don't have any breaking news. But my guess would be, since the new slogan is with, with us, us, I would think the first one would say with us. That's my guess. With us. We, we, we also can't forget that we are still Memphis. We are still Memphis. Like our big slogan, Mem- We're big Memphis. Big Memphis. Yeah. Our slogans kind of go along with big Memphis. Yeah, that's right. So, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that persona. No, no, no. Playoffs, man. Fired up. Think big. Yeah, think big. Think Memphis. Big Memphis. <laughs> it's, a, mm. it's a parade inside my city. Yeah. Let's get it. <laughs> I didn't want to yell too loud and interrupt somebody's shot. <laughs> I know. Eventually, I'm going to get an email. A note. On the door, knock, knock. Um, by the way, love driving. We, we told you last week, Brevin moved into a new place. Love driving through the neighborhood because everybody's walking their dogs at this time when I came over today, and I just waved at everybody. Every, everybody's so nice. <laughs> waved at them all. It was beautiful. All right, uh, the playoffs are starting. I want to remind you again, we will be with you between each game. So uh, we'll be with you between games one and two. Game one, of course, is Sunday at 2 o'clock on ABC. Game two, Wednesday. So we'll be with you uh, between those two days, probably Monday, uh, is when we'll have a new show for you. So make sure you tune in and uh, tell your friends, tell your Grizzlies friends uh, to tune in as well to Night Court. You can catch the show on Twitter at Night Court 22, at Brevin Night 22, at The Fish Nation is where you can reach all of us. Enjoy the first weekend of the postseason. We'll talk to you again next week when the Grizz are be- beating the Lakers one game to none. Yeah! Oh, Grizz! And, uh, and we'll be fired up uh, for game two. We'll talk to you uh, next week on Night Court. Peace.